All right, day 261. Can you believe it? Day 274, Joey said he wouldn't do it. And, of course, he's turned the page. The mob, the media, they turn the page. But, of course, they're journalists. They get everything. They do everything the right way. They're not biased at all. You believe that crap? I'll sell you a bridge, bridge to nowhere. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm watching this Elon Musk thing unfold, and it really cracks me up. There's something about when when you get to the point in your life where you just don't give an Adam Schiff. I'm at the point in my life, I don't care. I don't care what people write. I don't care what people say. I don't care what jokes they tell. I just hope they're funny. Um, it just it's a, There's a certain freeing sense when you can get to your authentic self in life. And it, it's a process that, especially if you're in the public eye, you know, you're a little uncomfortable. You're a little... Yeah, maybe a little bit introverted, maybe unwilling to be who you really want to be. I mean, I know so many people when you first meet them, they might be really, really shy for a long time. Then all of a sudden they start opening up more and more and more. And you begin to realize, man, all of that was going on in that person's head for that whole time. Like Linda's a good case in point. I don't think you ever talked to me for the first five years you worked for me. And well, you, know, th- you didn't know my name, so you know I figured I'd blend in with the. Okay, board. okay, it's, it's the responsibility of the employee to get to know the boss that's like five feet away from. First them. of all, when first I of first all, no, 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 you just do you, you just know sat what quietly. I first did? No, do you know my first job with you? Because I oh, started gosh. in no five oh six, and I did my freedom my freedom concert with you. It was like one of the first events I did with you. I met Don from like from Konkma in person, which was really fun. And uh, you know I was new kid on the block, and I'm up there, and we stayed after for like you know because you met all the veterans all their families it was amazing and you stayed for an extra like three or four hours after the event just to talk to everybody and I came up to you and I was like hey Sean do you need anything and you looked at me and you went who are you and I said I'm Linda I work I work for you you go well, you oh yeah new, what do you, you do were, you were pretty brand new then I mean and I, it, those concerts were fun they were, I, felt, they were crazy. I felt very very included I was like hi I've been here all right all day. but for a long time you got to admit you just kept to yourself you were quiet I did I and didn't that, talk and then all of a sudden, I'm like, holy moly, this, this has been in there the whole time? Well, but I was, he, I, you know, raised in the age of speak when spoken to, so I waited. So Elon Musk, I'm seeing, look, obviously the guy's one of the richest guys in the world, so he doesn't need money. So he's doing stuff that he likes. He's doing the space stuff that he likes. He's building the electric car. You know, by all accounts, uh, every person I've spoken to that owns a Tesla, they like it. I've, I have not driven one, so I'm not. I'm going to withhold judgment till I try it. Uh, one day I'll give it a whirl, and uh, my buddy has one, so he'll let me borrow it for a day. He won't care. Uh, anyway, NBC, he tweets out is basically saying Republicans are Nazis, and then he goes on. He says the same organization that covered up Hunter Biden's laptop story had Harvey Weinstein had that story early and killed it, and and built. Matt Lauer, that supposed button that existed in his office, lovely people. I'm like, whoa, he just does. He does not give an Adam Schiff. He doesn't care. And and there are other people. I think a lot of comedians are like that. Like I really one of the reasons I'm so compelled to watch people like Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock and I, Bill Maher less. So he's just so harshly partisan. Although he's saying something smart every week, like this week, you know, Republic Democrats are idiots if they don't wake up to the fact that the working class in this country don't want open borders. And and he's right in his observation. 
but he's very iconoclastic, and I like the fact that he speaks his mind. Whether he agrees with me, hates me, that's irrelevant to me. Um, and I just think that, wow, this, this is what's sending the left into a spiral to the point that they now want a ministry of truth, and the ministry of truth is going to be headed up by somebody who is the greatest disinformer, uh, one of the top disinformers in our lifetime. I mean, you, you can't even make this up. It's so incredible to me. And, and we're going to have a lot more coming up later in the program about it. But, you know, how is it you pick a disinformer to head your ministry of, ministry of propaganda? How, 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 did, how did that possibly even happen? It's pretty unbelievable, but it, it's happening. And anyway, um, on some other good news, but I don't want you to take the wrong, make, have the wrong interpretation about this. More polls point to a complete obliteration of Democrats in November. Do not take that to the bank. Don't. There's a good article. It was on Town Hall. And as and, and they just go through all the different polls. Yeah, the conditions are right for Republicans to have a what's called a wave election. But if they're going to raise expectations so high that if, the, let's say, the Republicans got maybe even the highest majority they've ever had in the modern era that's oh, you only picked up 32 seats or whatever the number happens to be. They'll they'll try and spin it as a failure. Now, for Republicans to take back the Senate, they got to hold. Now, think about this. They got to hold Florida. I don't think Florida is going to be hard to hold. Marco Rubio is very well liked in Florida. Uh, I think Herschel Walker is just a natural rising political star. I think he's the next senator from Georgia. I really do. That's going to be a pickup. Uh, I think Senator Tim Scott holds South Carolina. He deserves to hold South Carolina. He's done a great job for the people of South Carolina. I like him. Still have a primary. I've not endorsed in this primary in North Carolina. Um, that That is an important seat to hold as well. That's That's tough. I think New Hampshire might be in play. I really do. I know Scott Brown's wife is running, former Senator Scott Brown's wife is running for Congress. We're going to have her on one day. She's actually really, really a strong conservative. Um, But that's separate and apart from the Senate race. I believe Ron Johnson, I think the people of Wisconsin are going to see through all the outside money that they're dumping into Wisconsin to hurt Senator Ron Johnson, who has done a great job for the people of Wisconsin. I think he holds... Um, I haven't really gotten too involved in the Ohio race. I know it's gotten a lot of pickup with the president supporting J.D. Vance and Josh Mandel is in this. And I I kind of have stayed out of it because I don't know. I don't endorse when I don't know the candidates well. I know Adam Laxalt well enough to support him in Nevada. I know uh, Attorney General Brnovich to support him in Arizona. He's in a he's in a very tough race. Uh, I know Dr. Oz enough to support him in Pennsylvania, and and some people just say, well, if some, people don't understand my methods of of how I go about endorsing a candidate. It has nothing to do with friendship, has nothing to do with the fact that I know somebody. It has everything to do with whether I believe they stand on the principles that most matter to me and a governing philosophy that the American people need. And then that's how I go about the process. Then you've got, what, Nebraska, then we've got... Missouri, I mean, again, I'm just going to let the people in those states, unless I feel strongly about somebody, then I just kind of let the people decide because they're the people that are watching every day. I hate Republicans killing each other in these primaries. It's gone way overboard. The amount of money being poured into some of these primaries is ridiculous. 
And I think in the end, it only weakens whoever wins the nomination to go up against the Democrats. So you got to run the table, though. If you think about all those states I just mentioned, every single one of them has one thing in common. They're all bellwether states. So to raise the expectations, Republicans will have to hold Wisconsin, uh, pick up in New Hampshire, hold Pennsylvania. They will hold South Carolina. I'm not worried about it. They have to hold North Carolina. They have to pick up in, in Georgia. They have to hold Florida. They have to hold Ohio. Uh, they would need hold Missouri. I think Nebraska too. I'm, I'm not off the top of my head. I don't remember, uh, but I'm pretty sure it's a hold. And then they need to pick up Arizona and Nevada. I think it's all doable. You know, wave election years, they take on a life of its own. 1994 was a wave election year. 2010 was a wave election year. If, if ever there should be one, it should be now because we've never had a worse president and a more radical Democratic Socialist Party than this one. You know, Democratic senators are running for reelection, begging Biden to finish Trump's wall. Look at Maggie Hassan, New Hampshire Democrat, making a trip to the border this month. Yeah, okay. Really? She's been virtually silent the entire time that this border chaos has been going on. Beto, Bozo, O'Rourke. Oh, no, don't lift Title 42. It's a bad idea. I'm all pro-Second Amendment. The guy that said, hell yeah, we're coming for your AK-47s. That guy. Mark Kelly has been nothing but a, a rubber stamp for Obama, for, for Biden and uh, Schumer. Uh, Mark Kelly hasn't lifted a finger. Now, all of a sudden, you would think he's the, the biggest anti-illegal immigration person in the country. They're all full of it. And all of these people, they're now saying, well, we're going to let the CDC decide on, on, on Article 42, Section 42. Uh, it's not that it's they're going to do it after the election. They'll probably not do it now to protect. It's a candidate protection program. They'll do it to give cover to Democrats so they can say one thing publicly. And as soon as they're elected to a six year term in the Senate, then they'll turn around and that's the end of it. Uh, good article on foxnews.com, how Joe Biden's not running in 2024. Let me tell you right now, it's a miracle. This guy can even get out of bed every day. He looks so exhausted. He's so tired. And, you know, why are they pushing me so hard? He does less than one event a day. Anyway, so there was one report that he told Obama that he was going to run for reelection. And I agree with Ari Fleischer's analysis on FoxNews.com. It doesn't matter what he tells anybody. What matters is what's going to happen in November. In six months, if the Republicans take the House and the Senate, which I hope they do, but I'm not counting on it. I'm not raising your expectations to unrealistic levels. It is way possible. We didn't, the country needs a check and a balance on this radicalism that's taken over Washington. But, but there's going to be an important election. It's an inflection point election. It's a tipping point election. And anyway, that's the day that Democrats are going to turn on Biden. Ari Fleischer's right. It's the day the whispering campaign among Democrats about, you know, this guy that will, then will be soon to 80 years old is in good enough health politically, cognitively to be the man at the top of the ticket in 2024. It's now going to burst out into the open. And they're all going to start now. There's going to be a circular firing squad. And that's why I urge Republicans, and I know these primaries get contentious, and it's really hard because you hate each other. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to support who the winner is because it's too important for the country. 
and Republican infighting. Remember what Reagan said. If you're 80% in agreement, you're not my enemy. You're, you're my friend. We're never going to agree on everything. And this is the lecture that conservatives often got from the establishment. But then when a disruptor, an iconoclast that is espousing conservative principles and, and following through on those promises, they, they, there's no reciprocity with establishment Republicans. And the stories I'm hearing about the money that even Republicans, so-called Republicans, rhino Republicans, are throwing into these primary races just in the hopes that a Donald Trump-endorsed candidate won't win. I'm getting those, I'm getting anecdotal information to me all the time about all of that. Anyway, so the, the outlook for Democrats rightly is bleak. There's nothing they can point to that has been successful. And it's, it's definitely, Republicans have every right to be optimistic. But the only way it happens is if you get out and vote. And, of course, we need integrity and, and confidence in our election systems. Many states have made changes. Many have not gone far enough, for sure. And we've outlined all of that. Um, all right. With these inflationary times, please consider what I'm, I'm asking you to do here. Inflation, 40-year high. Gas prices, highest we've ever paid. Uh, everything we pay for, every store we go to, we're paying uh, the, the more than we have in decades. It's unbelievable. And everybody's really getting squeezed here. Now, maybe you didn't refinance a home. Maybe you're buying a new home. Think about also, you maybe have some debt. You can consolidate all of this into one monthly payment at a low interest rate, relatively low, especially considering Goldman Sachs thinks we may have as many as 10 more rate hikes in the next two years, basically the next year and a half. Now, look, what that means is I want you to get a free mortgage review from our friends at AmericanFinancing.net. Let them run the numbers for you. It won't cost you a penny, no obligation at all. And they'll tell you maybe you can save hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars every month. Maybe over the course of your loan, tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars. You won't know till you call. It's absolutely free. It's based on your unique set of financial circumstances. 866-615-9200. 866-615-9200. On the web, it's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. 